Welcome to Worship with Faith Lutheran Church. My name is Danielle, and I will be sharing the message with you today. Let's start by reading the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, maltreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. And then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. The slaves went out to the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noted a, noted a man who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendant, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our gospel lesson this morning is another parable in a series of parables that Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven. You may remember the last two weeks, there was a parable about a father who had two sons. He asked one to go into the vineyard, but he said no, and then changed his mind. While well, he asked the other son, and he said yes, but in fact did not go as he promised. And then there was a parable about another vineyard where the renters did not want to give the fruit of the vineyard to the owner's servants. And the vineyard was taken from them and given to others. These two and this week's parable deal with the kingdom of God. Jesus says, the kingdom of God can be compared with a king who gave a marriage feast and invited special guests. But the guests were too busy to attend, so the king told his servants to go out into the streets and invite anyone they see. This story is definitely an allegory, and that means that the king in the story stands for God. The people found in the highways and byways are probably the Gentiles, and the invited guests are the children of Israel. King's troops, probably a reference to the Romans who burned Jerusalem in AD 70. But what matters is that the king gave a banquet and the invitations to the chosen guests were rejected. All the invited guests had excuses not to attend a banquet. The invited guests were the people of Israel, but they were not interested in attending. 
the scribes and the Pharisees, as the religious rulers, were not interested in the kingdom of God that Jesus was bringing into the world. They made excuses. They asked, by what authority does Jesus do this? And then they asked, how can a son of a carpenter be the son of God? They came up with excuse after excuse not to believe in the kingdom of God, which was coming through Jesus Christ. And a lot of those excuses made as little sense as the following story. An Arabian fable, which tells about a man who went to his neighbor and asked to borrow a rope. I can't lend it because I am using it to tie up a pile of sand, his neighbor answered. But the man came back, you can't tie up a pile of sand with a rope. To which the neighbor slyly replied, oh yes you can. In fact, you can do anything with a rope when you do not wish it to lend it to your neighbor. Excuses, excuses. And in this day and age, a lot of people have 101 excuses not to be in the kingdom of God too. We come up with a lot of different excuses not to be in church on Sunday, which is where the kingdom of God is manifested on this earth. It is through the church, the body of Christ, you and I, that the kingdom of God comes. For Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there will I be also. In Lutheran tradition, we start worship services often with the words, in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We invoke the name of Christ so that he will be present with us. The invitation is given to all members to be present on Sunday, to be a part of the kingdom of God. But sadly, we can come up with many excuses not to be present. A pastor came up with a way to solve all these excuses in the following method. He called it No Excuse Sunday. In order to make it possible for everyone to attend church next week, we are planning a special No Excuse Sunday. Cups will be available for those who say, Sunday's my only day for sleeping late. Eye drops for those whose eyes are tired from watching TV too late on Saturday night. We will have hard hats for those who believe the roof will cave in if they show up for church. Blankets will be furnished for those who complain the church is too cold and fans for those who say the church is too hot. We'll have hearing aids for those who say the pastor does not talk loud enough and cotton for those who say they are too loud. Scorecards will be available for those who wish to count the hypocrites and relatives will be present for those who like to go visiting on Sunday. One section of the church will have some trees and grass for those who see God in nature, especially on the golf course. And the sanctuary will be decorated with Christmas poinsettias and Easter lilies to create a familiar environment for those who have never seen church without them. We are the invited guests, and if we do not show up, the kingdom of heaven will be given to someone else. So please come each Sunday as the invited guests of the king. God himself to be present in his kingdom. As you look closely at this parable, there is a warning to the guests, a warning that one needs to be dressed appropriately. Uh, how do you get in here? The waste waiter said with great hostility. 
The young man stammered why I was invited. The groom is a good friend of me. And the waiter cut him off maliciously. I'm sorry, but you are simply not dressed properly. You will have to leave. But I was invited, protested the young man as he searched through his tattered jeans to find the small and gold embossed card that gave him the right to be there. I'm sorry, said the waiter as he guided him to the door. But I belong here, the young man protested. As they neared the door, they passed the bride's brother, I mean father. Sir, the young man called. The older man turned to him with arched brows. You remember me, don't you, sir? I met you at your daughter's engagement party. I'm James, a good friend of Sam, the groom. The bride's father looked at the young man up and down carefully for a moment and then called the waiter aside and whispered to him. James was relieved until the waiter <clears throat> returned, took him by the elbow and pushed him more firmly toward the door. Hey, James responded, didn't he tell you who I am? He did, said the waiter, and out you go. James did not understand and still could not find his invitation. But I was invited. As they reach the door, the bridegroom and the wedding party are still entering, so the waiter pulled James aside out of the way. As the groom came in the revolving door, the groom saw James and the waiter exiting through the swinging door. Hey, James, he shouted, but no one could hear him above the cheering. Glad you could make it. Come back when you can change into your suit and tie. So the wedding reception went on for hours and hours. The groom never noticed that James hadn't returned. James stood outside and never understood why they would not let him in. Just like the wedding guest in Jesus' parable, this guest was asked to leave because he wore the inappropriate clothes. You might be asking, what are the appropriate clothes for the kingdom of God? We're not talking about the clothing we wear on the outside. We're talking about our inside. The appropriate clothing is the robe of righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are to be clothed in his forgiveness and grace. Jesus makes us righteous. So come to church and receive the grace and forgiveness that Jesus offers and thank him for all that he has done. That is what his worship is about. All are invited, all attend, but those who stay are those who believe that Jesus is the Christ and the only way of salvation. We need to be robed in him. It is as simple as that. But I was invited. Yes, many are invited, but all must be dressed in the robe of righteousness. Amen.